Stabby salutations, listeners. Welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I am your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And this- Bob is here. Yo, don't. Oh. I thought oh. we were cutting him out. Oh, no. What? Bob's not cut out. <laughs> I'm here again. Yay. And this is My Spooky Gay Family. The end. You're always trying to cut Bob out. I am. <laughs> Why? Why do you hate me so much? I don't hate you. I just, I needed to get through that because I need to get through something. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm cracking up already. So you left Bob outside. The, you're, you're the one who closes the bunker door and you're like, I can't fit anymore. <laughs> <I know. laughs> if he, like, if he hasn't made coming. it in yet, he's not going to make it. <laughs> There's 20 empty rooms. I can get in. <laughs> Life nope, on the sorry, Titanic Bob. situation. Bob stopped to pick up a shiny rock and said, yeah. like, click. I ain't mine. like I'm the little kid at the beginning of a quiet place. You are. You're the one with the, the, the rocket, plane or the rocket, rocket or some shit. That was a good movie. I liked that movie. Mm. Yeah, I'm hoping at some point to be able to see the second one. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it uh, may be closer to life than, than we had ever imagined. Speaking of second ones. Second ones. We're very excited to be back again, kids, with another My Spooky Gay Family because we are, uh, first of all, very happy that it is another Bobcast. We have uh, the amazing Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Bob is here and uh, we're going to be talking. He's here because we're talking about one of our favorite, 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 favorite movies of all time. And that is Scream 2. This has been a long time coming. We are very excited about it. Uh, and we decided that since the world was spinning in a fiery tornado, <laughs> we should do something that would bring everybody joy. Uh, we're going to talk about... what especially the, us. Especially yeah. us, <laughs> because we are uh, also spinning in a fiery tornado. Uh, we decided that today we're going to talk about Scream 2 because it is... Just one of the best movies ever made. I mean, it's certainly one of the best sequels ever made. I don't know if I would go so far as to say the best movies ever made. Oh, come on. You can't say that. You can't say that this is not a great movie. It is a great movie. I I just don't know that it cracks like the top hundred. My God. Yeah. I'm sorry. What do you do? You do you agree? I love this movie. I'm not really great at like rating movies against each other. I just think it's a great movie. I like it a lot. I wouldn't cut it out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut it out of a marathon. I would watch this movie. <laughs> when it comes to fucking Pennywise, Bob is like Siskel and Ebert. When it well, comes to know, Scream Two, to he's say? fucking Switzerland. Well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> no, I love Scream Two. I'm. I'm very happy that we're doing it. I, I enjoy very much when I watch it. I don't. I, th- I can't speak. I think I, it's like, easily in the top hundred horror movies. That's fair. <laughs> what the fuck is that? 
that person disagrees with you. <laughs> it's happening. I don't know. Oh my god! I can't believe. <laughs> I thought we were having like some kind of like haunting thing for a second. Angelina's ghost face. Oh goes in my god. I'm going back to bed. You can all leave. <laughs> I'm going to make myself some pancakes and we are done with my spooky gay family for today. Uh, I disagree. I think Scream 2 is top 100 movies of all time slash top 50 horror movies of all time. I'm going to put it out there. Okay, it's, in the, it's in the books. I think anything in the Scream franchise is in the top 100 movies. Even three? Even three. I love okay. Scream 3. Listen, Scream 3 is is great because it's terrible. It, it is wonderful. You can't tell me that fucking Parker Posey is not the yeah. best no, part of I mean, any movie. She's amazing. automatically puts it into the top 50. Automatically. No question. Okay. Angelina's death. <laughs> you guys should get out while you can. <laughs> Continuing the long-standing tradition of talking about the next movie in the series as opposed to the one we're supposed to be talking about. Listen, it's yeah. all one story. We're just we're just picking pieces from different parts. Okay. You're very judgmental today. I don't think I'm being judgmental. Samantha I just said, Baxter. Okay. Oh, Jesus. What flavor of Red Bull do you have? It's Which it's cranberry. It? She it's put fun. tangerine in a red <laughs> no, in I a red not. can. <laughs> She's cutting me out of out of the whole thing. She doesn't even like the movie. The movie's out of I the top like movies. It. She <laughs> says Gail Weather's bangs are terrible. It, there's no nice there's streaks. no appeasing her. To be fair, her bangs kind of are terrible. Only in the third one. In this one, they're fine. It's just a bob. Right. That third haircut. Oh, what were they thinking for her on that one? <laughs> I mean, the first one isn't great either. She kind of looks like it's very. It's the Rachel from Friends. Like, poofy, <laughs> those poofy bangs that she has in the first one. I mean, they were very nineties. <laughs> yeah, it was were. a very like I don't like her hair. It was in the a first it was one. a post eighties haircut. Yes, you don't like her hair in the first one. I, I, I think the front looks kind of kind of dumb. I mean, it's honest. dated. It's, I mean, it's it's definitely dated, dated. But it looks good. I don't think it looked bad. She she lives up to the the title she gives herself of uh, what does she call herself of of whether what God what does she call herself when they're walking in the woods and she's like what about Gail Weathers it sounds like oh, a I'm, meteorologist uh, yeah but yeah. she doesn't just say a meteorologist she says uh, I don't remember I can't remember the quote. <laughs> God, I'm usually better at this. Uh, fuck it. We're not talking about the first yeah. one. <laughs> Today's the second one. Uh, and the second one is a good hair movie for most of them, actually. I think this is Sydney's best hair, too. Frankly, out of all of them. Uh, her hair doesn't really change that much, does it? It does. In the first one, she's, not she has long hair. It actually yeah. reminded me of Jessica's hair in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and then for the second one, they, they cut it short. The second one, it's short. The third one, it's pretty much the same as the second one. It's not much. It's different. close. It's a little bit longer, I think, but not by much. Is it? I think so. <laughs> this is going to be what the entire. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm going to find it, and you're going to regret having, are... having told me that I was wrong. I didn't tell you you were wrong. I said I I thought it was a little bit longer, but not by much. This episode is going to be all about Sydney Prescott's hair. <laughs> I just want to point out that I'm the one who's being told that I'm being judgmental. <laughs> you're very judgmental. You didn't like Gail's bangs. I, I didn't like Gail's <laughs> bangs. I, I don't think that that's especially that that was an especially like controversial opinion. 
It's ever so slightly. It's closer in screen three. It's closer to the length of the first one. Yeah. So just a little bit longer. Yeah. It's somewhere <laughs> like we're talking about. It this. looks like a natural progression from like what would be between Sydney's hair scream two and Sydney's hair scream four. That's fair. I'm just saying I like scream two's Sydney wig the best. I think that that one wig. looks the best. <laughs> uh yeah i i think it looks good i'm fine with I it i just think it frames her face nicely david made a good an interesting point when we were watching because david and i watched the movie last night mm -hmm. uh to prepare for the recording today and i <laughs> realized like halfway through i was like i did not need to rewatch this oh, i no. could probably quote the movie back to <laughs> but i or david realized he was like you know Gail and Sydney have a very similar color story in their outfits in this one. <laughs> and it's like for Sydney, I kind of get it. For Gail, it's a little bit uh a little bit more interesting. But I they both kind of have this like dark, uh kind of like heavy color pattern. Um, and for Gail, I think it's probably because she has moved on to much more serious work. And so she's not wearing the like bright colors and and well, there's crazy. also there's also they're trying to paint her like a red herring that she could be the killer in the second. Well, there's movie. that, and that's why I said like I said to David, I was like, there's a few different reasons I could see them doing this. For Sydney, I think it kind of symbolizes her going from like the innocent high school girl to the badass heroine that she has to be in Scream Two. Yeah, because she's kind of gone through this hardship that most people will never go through. <clears throat> Uh, that was, that was kind of an interesting thing. I, I will say that's one of the more wonderful things about watching these movies through the lens of the podcast is I'm looking for things like that, that I wasn't <laughs> looking for before. Uh, so there's much more interesting criticisms watching these movies back. Do you have moments like that? I do. I don't think that I necessarily would have noticed that they kind of like, when you first see Sydney in this movie, she's wearing like sort of a racerback, like lounge bra and like shorts which is very like it's it's a little bit ripley from the end of alien mm. and i'm like i don't know that i would have necessarily noticed that especially because later on then mickey has the like you know you're having kind of a linda hamilton moment and i love <laughs> it like I, it never occurred to me that they were doing those things on purpose yeah but yeah no like throughout this movie like you see kind of little flashes in her wardrobe choice of other horror and sci-fi heroines Hmm. That I think are kind of trying to signal that like, yeah, no, Sydney's going to be a little bit more of a badass in this one than she was in the first movie. Yeah. And she was a badass in the first one, but it was a much more uh, they were going for much more of the final girl uh, Sydney than they were going for <laughs> in the subsequent films. Yeah, because it's kind of it's difficult when you're starting with someone who's already been a final girl because like that transformation isn't happening. You're, you're starting from the end game. Yeah. So how do you progress that character more toward empowerment without kind of making her a badass? You kind of have to. Yeah. Do you find when you're watching these movies now that you're noticing things like that? I'll be honest. I spend most of the movie just quoting it and like looking at it. <laughs> and I'm not really like looking at the clothes. Like Bob's just eating. Bob is, is Sarah Darling. Basically, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I will be like, I'm like, Gail looks so cute in that. <laughs> like, 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 but other than that, like, I want her jacket from the first movie so bad. I mean, it's a great but, jacket. But um, but I'm not thinking about um. I don't think about it that way too much. You know, I did have a moment when I was watching Screen Two last night. 
the because I was thinking about the bang thing and how much it clearly upset uh, Courtney. But I I did notice at one point it's the scene when she's talking to Dewey and she's like, I just want to find this fucker. Uh, I was like, she has very pretty eyes. So I think we should put it out there that like, yeah, there was a time when her bangs were not so great, but she does have beautiful eyes. She yeah, does. But they, she always, eyes. they always made that happen through the makeup because they always give her that kind of like smoky type makeup that you can really see like, because she has light colored eyes, right? They're like blue or They're hazel. Blue. Yeah. yeah. Blue or hazel. Yeah. I'm, something I'm in colorblind. So, yeah. No. <laughs> They're a light color eye. <laughs> it's um, like they are chestnut brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally black. She has black eyes. Like a, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> it's just Sorry. like Jaws. Yes. <laughs> All right. So why don't we? Why don't she we sank the USS Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we jump into this movie right from the beginning? The beginning is an excellent place to start. Did I just steal a line? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> uh, let's start with the opening sequence. We have Maureen Evans and Phil Stevens. Yes, are the the two. Uh, people in the movie theater played by Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Omar Epps, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. No, isn't Omar Epps uh, the camera guy? That is possible. No, I I think he's, oh, well, let's, let's just IMDb it. And... Fact checking happening that. right now. <laughs> I feel so bad because I think we did this in the screen episode too. I think we, we misidentified this actor. <laughs> So this is twice now. Jada Pinkett Smith was everything in this movie. Jada Pinkett Smith is amazing. Like, she's the reason the opening is as amazing as it I is. also think that she's a huge part of why these are like, why Scream is like a gay movie. Because she is so iconic in this. Well, it's because she's so like, like uh, strong and, and uh, funny and interesting in the beginning. It is. Yeah, it is Omar Epps. Phil is Omar Epps. Are you sure? It's on IMDb. I think you're lying. <laughs> well, then IMDb is lying. Isn't Phil, though, the camera guy? No. Phil no. is Phil Stevens. The are you sure? Yes. Why are you fighting me on this? <laughs> Why are you fighting me on this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Omar Epps is Phil Stevens. Omar Epps. <laughs> Joel and... was the cameraman, and he was played by Dwayne Martin. I, I don't know who anyone is. Uh, I think that their performances in the beginning of this movie are the reason the rest of this movie is so exciting. Yeah. I think it's interesting because we're getting a first kill that isn't a phone kill. Like, mm, yeah, there's no true. phone call. There's not one phone call. So, like... Except to... to uh, uh, no, CeCe gets a phone call. No, 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 no. Uh, to... Uh, Heather Graham. Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. On yes, yeah. she does get okay. a, a phone call. I don't know who you are, but I dislike no, but, you already. Um, the fact that it's it's not a phone kill is so we're already kind of out of our comfort zone with, an, with a first scream kill, <laughs> even though we're only on movie two. And then just what happens to Maureen <laughs> is just so like, I honestly like, I know we've talked about this before, how we've said that like Olivia in Scream 4 has like clearly the most brutal death out yeah. of everybody. Like she just gets messed up. But I do think that Maureen's is the most emotionally damaging, we'll say. Like, I think it's the hardest to watch. Well, because her performance is so great. Yes. It's, 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 it's scary on a number of levels. A, because she has up until this point in the movie been a very strong character. She's not, 
she's been the one screaming, hang the phone up and star 69 his ass. Yeah. And she's been the one who like, isn't taking shit from anyone, isn't, you know, is, is she smart? She's talking mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, black politics and black representation in the beginning. And then she ends up dying a very brutal death. But not only does she die a very brutal death, but she does it in front of like 300 people. Yeah. And that I think is one of the things that makes her death so scary is that it was, it was able to happen. With no one noticing. With in a no room one, full of people. Yeah. <laughs> No one had any idea that she was being murdered right in front of them. And that's terrifying. No, it's absolutely terrifying. Bob? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> this isn't an interview. Feel I know. You jump in whenever you want. <laughs> no, I know, but it was like, you guys were going back and like, I didn't have anything to say about it. I was like, it Bob, is terrifying. He literally said, he was like, if you do Scream 2, I have to be there because I have so much to say. <laughs> you literally, but you both have just been going back and forth. What was I going to say? Like, it Whatever was, you want. I was giving you the opportunity. No, I know. I was, um, I, I actually can't really watch her death. Because I hate the fact that she's just not in the whole movie. <laughs> so yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> and she is a character that we would have benefited from I having almost, for the whole movie. As much as I love the actress who played um, Hallie, I kind of wish that um, Maureen Evans and Hallie's character just switched. Because <laughs> I would have rather Maureen Evans had been Sydney's roommate. <laughs> uh, yes and no. I, 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 I like Hallie. I like Hallie. I like a lot. Hallie too. It's just I, I I love Hallie. She's one of my other favorite characters in this movie. It's just that I so love Maureen Evans and Jada Pinkett Smith in this role that I just feel like it almost just kind of sucks that we only have her for the beginning of the movie. That's all. I get that, but I also feel like just like I felt like Drew Barrymore did a really good job with Casey Becker. I feel like you need someone really good in that opening shot. You know, that 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 first shot across the bow has to be really like it has to grab your attention. Oh, I agree. I just so I, but just yeah. imagine Maureen throughout the movie, like no, how I, iconic <laughs> her lines would be. We've been like having um, Parker Posey a movie early. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah it, it probably would have been really wonderful to have had. You know that she would have been the first. They've been like, where's Maureen? You just would have seen the door like swinging because she's already gone. Like, the, like <laughs> she's not even playing a game with this. She'd just hang up the phone. He's like, hi, Maureen. She's like, Doop. like that's it. <laughs> I think it would have been very confusing, though, if uh, Maureen had been in the whole movie. Because they'd be like, Maureen. And then the actor, that actress with oh, the God. bad hair would be like, what? And they're like, no, not you. You. And she's like, huh? You. Not you. You. And it's like they're just having this like this like weird Dracula dead and loving it moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think that opening scene has become so iconic. I think it's the moment where she kind of sobs right before she falls down. Like, like that kind of last moment where she kind of is standing there looking around, like, why isn't anybody helping me? Like, I think that that is the moment that I find the hardest to watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when everyone starts taking their masks off and like is realizing what's happening. Like, I, I think it's that moment just before we get, you know, the slash and the music and the title card comes up, I think is just, it's a perfect opening. Mm. Like it does it, it does its job perfectly. It also just happens really fast. It does. Like Casey's fast. death is like the first like 15 minutes of scream is all Drew Barrymore on the phone with this guy, like trying to get away from him at home. Whereas like all she wanted to do was go see Sandra Bullock. 
You know, like, <laughs> and don't we all? Yeah, like, and I like Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I don't care. That's about where I would have been. This was the nineties. It was probably like Miss Congeniality or like some other like feel good movie. <laughs> I would have been down the street at the Sandra Bullock movie. But like, um, but yeah, like that's the. I think that's like just like Phil dies in the bathroom, which is like. I don't think anybody. Which, saw by that the way, coming. is the weirdest fucking death. Can we talk yeah, about yeah, this? Makes and no he sense. is technically the first death in the movie. He is the first death. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, it. I mean, I have never used a hunting knife. Could it go through a? a I mean, those are hollow. Divider? I guess technically. Yeah. But talk about a lucky shot, could. though. He had that whole. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't. I can't imagine he heard where he put his head to the um, uh, stall. Like so, but he just like knew where to. Yeah, really no, hit him. Kind of. Just imagine like looking over the top, like today. Is yeah. it here? <laughs> is, it, is it there? Uh, I. It's a hard one because then you find out that while he was getting stabbed, uh, those other two guys in the ghost face costumes were still at the urinals mm. because you see them walk out of the bathroom while he's like laying on the floor dead. Yeah, and it's like Taking guys, a, they took the longest pee ever like seriously <laughs> and also like why you got to be a dick about it just pee and get out of the way like why do you have to make him go into the toilet? like they were being kind of assholes about it i mean i don't know men's room etiquette i mean well, it is kind of like, awkward when you're trying to pee and someone's like standing behind you i know but like for both of them to like turn back and look at him like dude what the fuck like i don't know it just seemed kind of rude again i don't i wouldn't know <laughs> but i don't know there's a part of me that's like when when women go to the bathroom, there's a certain amount of, we know that we're going to have to line up. <laughs> you know, we know that we're going to have to wait for people to leave the stall. There's a silent agreement that no one is going to make any kind of faces about what's in the stall that they're going to. Well, yeah, but imagine if like there was a toilet open next to you and someone was just like standing outside the stall with their face pressed against the door. <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> I mean... It's yeah. a bit uncomfortable. Generally, it if you go into a men's room and all the urinals are taken, you just go into a stall. Like you, yeah. know, you don't stand. Like it's all a constant <laughs> movement. Look down. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not really like. Yeah, I try to. I try not to uh, spend too much time lingering in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of start fair. looking like a creeper. You're just sitting there staring at people while they're trying to pee. Uh, Comment retracted. But no. <laughs> yeah, I I do think that this is a great opening. Because it is the most, probably one of the most violent scenes in the movie. Uh, the only other scene that rivals it is the scene with the two cops. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> terrible. You I'm so offended. No, like, you know what it is? I still, that's one of the other deaths I can't really watch is that when he's on the hood and I'm just like, you know, like, move to the other side, man. Because <laughs> I know it's coming. And it's like, and he like, like shimmy. Yeah, like anything. Just like, do, I, at this point, knowing what's coming, I'm like, dude, just put your head under the wheel. Like, just, just end it yourself. Like, take control of your own destiny at this point. I know at a certain point, cool. I pro if, if, if I saw that coming, I probably would have rolled off the car. Right? Anything. Because I so I'm sure best, I would have yeah. gotten hurt. But I would not have gotten impaled. Well, also, like, what were yeah. you going to do? Just hanging on to the front there? Like, are you going for a ride? Like, that's all you do. Like, <laughs> you might as well just take the, like, like a hood ornament. You know, just take the hit, roll off, and maybe you can do something after. I know, yeah. you still got the gun. Yeah. Cool. Or shoot out the tires or something. Right? It's a movie. You can try it. <laughs> as you're falling to the ground, you shoot out well, all the tires. Well, no, cars. after you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My goodness, you're defensive today. <laughs> My God. Yep. This is a comedy podcast. <laughs> 
So the first scene is very violent <laughs> uh, and it, it kind of sets you up for the rest of the movie because I will argue that this movie is probably far more violent than the first one. Yes, which kind of falls into Randy's sequel rules yeah. as well is the kind of body count is higher, more gore, and everybody's a suspect. Mm -hmm. So we expect there to be more gore, although I have to be honest with you, like Hallie's death is really fast like yeah. very little happens with it like and you don't see most of it yeah and like even like sarah michelle geller's death is is not like especially brutal like it's i hate her death like movie. they they talk about it as carnage candy and like it's one of those things where like maureen's is very brutal and like the cops the cops are brutal but that's kind of it like, like like the rest of them are, are fairly tame I don't know. I think Cece's is pretty brutal. She gets thrown through a glass door, stabbed in the back twice, and then thrown off a balcony. <laughs> I know. No, but like by horror movie standards, we didn't see a lot of blood. Is no, there wasn't there. a lot of blood. Yes. That is, that is uh, admittedly And, and they only show the body for like, in like, yeah, for like, half for like a second, <laughs> which is fine with me because it's, and, it's it's and I don't want to see that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like though it's because it's the 90s. Like how much could they really show like, you know I, mean, what I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in the 70s. Like, like, yeah. it's not they like put a woman on a hook. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think not showing gore was a concern of theirs. Yeah, no, in, I don't I don't the think movie. there was like well, if nothing could, else. Like they say fuck every like three seconds. Like this movie yeah. was rated R. It's not like. Yeah, but I know they had issues with like even like the first movie because they wanted to show more of Casey's body and she was supposed to be like hanging by like her intestines yeah. and they had to like reshoot it or something like that because it was not going to get past the censors. No, I mean, I'm willing to believe that there was some issue with it, but like I I still don't know that it would have had to get cut back that much. It didn't feel like there was a lot of blood in this movie uh, to yeah. me. Anyway. I mean, I don't think there's that much blood. There, and I'm not saying yeah. that's necessarily a bad thing. There's there's a lot of blood in the final reel, I think. Yeah, no, the ending does get a bit. There's a lot of gore with Derek and with uh, Mickey, especially. Yeah. And do we up against the glass? <laughs> do we up against <laughs> the glass? Finger painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's writing Gale on the on the glass. <laughs> Gale, I've always loved you. I've loved you from afar. Like he's writing like a lyric poem on the glass. <laughs> That scene is terrifying. It really is. I think that's one of the most suspenseful move, uh, moments in any of the movies. Yeah. Especially when she's like hiding behind like the soundproofing boards. Yeah. And, it's like, and oh. since Dewey had just gotten stabbed, like it removes that whole concept of like her, um, Dewey and Sydney, and at this point, definitely Randy. <laughs> like just yeah. kind of like getting Randy's through the movie. Like we weren't well, sure who was going to make The moment it. where she's hiding behind the soundproof boards happens before oh, Dewey does dies. it happen before yeah. Dewey dies? Oh, just kidding. Or, well, quote unquote, dies. Yeah. Well, either way, at this point, Randy is out. So, um, yeah. you know, like you're kind of like, they could die in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And that was a big fear because everyone's thinking, oh, they killed Randy. They'll kill anybody. Yeah. Uh, I do think that Randy was a little bit more of a, a secondary character than Gail and Dewey. Randy was a bit more expendable than, than yeah, them. admittedly. I mean, I agree, but at the same time, the four of them going into the second movie, like not that you necessarily expect all of them to get through it. Like, I, I feel like he's pretty much in the same tier since he was from the original movie. He's from Woodsboro. I mean, like, that's fair, but he's also kind of useless. He's just there to like kind of spout conspiracy theories and then die. Like, yeah, he's really mm -hmm. more. 
exposition than he is. Yeah. And once he's given you the rules and told you what he thinks his his job is basically done. Yeah. Yeah. But they even bring him back for the third movie. <laughs> well, that's because people liked him. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just saying it's like I think that well, I think that's actually why they killed him in the second one is because people liked him a lot in the first movie. And then I don't think anybody thought he would die in the second movie. Yeah, they had to kill somebody who you would care a lot about. They probably all thought it was going to be Gale. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, though, I would get I would get rid of Randy before Gale. Oh, I, me too. But I'm I mean, saying. I loved Randy and I would get rid of Randy before Gale. So like, yeah, unfortunately, it. it's kind of a sad truth. And it's it has nothing to do with uh, Courtney Cox or uh, Jamie, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, but just in terms of the characters it's like you said randy is just a bit more expendable than yeah like at the end of the day like gail's usually helping to like actually solve the mystery and like what did randy do in the first one he got wasted and he got stabbed and shot like that was what randy <laughs> contributed to the end game of this he had quite a life in he, those he, last he really couple did years like <laughs> his death though like that, it's one of my least favorite deaths in the series why because it's just stupid like, all he had to do was stand in the middle of the open field during daylight where everybody's in the park. Like, yeah. just don't go near anything. <laughs> and instead, he, like... Like, he's, he's, he's not going to attack you in the middle of the fucking quad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and instead, he's like, hold on, let me just put my back to this van over here in this corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, conveniently, then that guy with the boombox comes by. <laughs> so I know. It's like, it was just a weird death. I thought they could have given Randy something a little bit more... Yeah, fitting. I think he could have had a more dignified death. I think he could have too, but I think there's some irony in the fact that like one of the things I wrote down when I was watching this movie was one of the things I like about it is no one's pulling like absolute bonehead moves Mm. when they're in the situation with Ghostface. Like no one's just acting stupid. The only person who acts stupid is Randy and Randy is the only person that should know better. I know. So I think that there's like kind of a weird irony to it. But I think that that kind of speaks to who he is as a character you know, he plays that kind of like all knowing kind of yeah. horror movie nerd who also is not like in the first one, even like it's I don't want to say he's not brave, but he's not he's not particularly brave. He's not great in a crisis. He's not right? great in a crisis. And so it's like when when he finds himself actually up against the killer. I think he yeah, panics. He, he loses his cool almost. And you you see that the rules only help you when you're on a, a level playing ground. If you're if if you're actually being antagonized and toyed with by the killer, it changes your whole mindset. Yeah, and like even like in in certain kills, like Cece runs up the stairs instead of out the front door the second time he calls. Yeah. I know she also like, just doesn't the, leave, and when she's like, "I'm out of here," and then she's like, "Yeah," and then her friend like talks her back into there, and it's like, yeah. "Well, don't you feel like a cunt now?" <laughs> yeah. like, we say that on here, and so fine. <laughs> but um, like, I I can't like like I couldn't get over like I kept watching it and going like, "Oh, okay, who's the bonehead?" And like one of the things I like about Scream is like they put smart people up against Ghostface. Like mm-hmm. it's it's never like the dumb bimbo. It's always yeah. someone who's clearly very smart and just makes bad decisions because they're in an impossible situation. Yeah. Like it really makes it much more frightening that the rules don't actually help you that much in Scream. They don't help you in any movie, to be honest. Yeah. Because you can know everything you're supposed to do and something can still just go wrong. You can still just make one mistake. And if you make that mistake, it it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Or, you know, there's two killers and you had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really what it comes down to. And 
Scream is kind of great for that because I don't really remember a movie before Scream that usually had two killers. No. Um, I mean, apart from like some of like sort of like the Hills Have Eyes and like Texas Chainsaw, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. don't really see multiple killers yeah. very much. Yeah. And even then, like Bond said, like it's usually, you know that going in. Yeah. Or they're not wearing masks anyway. Do you remember the first time you watched Scream 2? Uh, vaguely. Do not you very well, I was remember young. what you went through uh, during the scene in the quad? I was I was what? having a meltdown because I knew Randy was going to die. Oh, like I was oh, watching and I'm so like, oh, fuck, it's Randy. Yeah. It's going to be Randy. Randy's going to die. Like, I was so upset because Randy was my guy oh, from Scream. Why like, didn't he just stay with Galen Dewey? Because he needed to die. <laughs> like, because his, his purpose had been fulfilled and like, now it was time to go. <laughs> like, I know you guys are right about that whole thing, but in my mind, I'm like, there's just so many moments in that scene where I'm just like, Randy, man, what are you doing? Like, go sit on a he, bench. He does like, make all the mistakes. No, I was like screaming at the television. Because was, you <laughs> have admittedly always been like a Randy. Yeah, no, like I, 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 I said identi- a Randy girl. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no, that's I identified very heavily with Randy. <laughs> oh, okay. I, <laughs> I related Do I make to him you a lot. Randy? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I related um, really heavily to Randy, so I, he was my favorite, and I didn't want anything bad to happen to him. And like, just the, the second that started to play out, it was like, I'm not an idiot. I know exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> I know we all knew what was like, coming. <laughs> it wasn't much of a surprise admittedly. to anyone but Randy. Yeah, well, and who should it not have been a surprise to? Randy, Randall. Yes, Randall. it's weird to think that his name was Randall. Isn't <laughs> it? It's Randy. Well, maybe they just named him Randy. Some people do that. No, he was Randall. That's, that's <laughs> no, he, was, no he, he had to be Randall Meeks. You knew the Meeks, did you? <laughs> Randall Meeks. Yeah. He sounds like he's going to have a building named after him. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to know what the costume designer was thinking in Scream 3 when they handed over over the clothes to his sister. What? She's wearing like a leopard print. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's an like, 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 I don't understand what they were thinking with that. Although one. that actress always plays odd characters, so she might have just brought that from home. I don't know if that was <laughs> like... A- <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, she she is a bit of an oddball. And I I do love that actress, uh, but her outfit was yeah, really questionable. Strange at least. Yes. <laughs> so one thing I did notice that I had never noticed before when I was watching this the first time is that Red Right Hand is the theme song for Stab. It's the opening it? it's yeah. the opening credits music for Stab. It is. Huh. Yeah, when they're <laughs> doing the, when you're starting to see the opening credits come up in the movie theater when Maureen and Phil are there like you you, you I, I started to hear it and I'm like oh fuck and I hate to break it to you but if you it's watch it with closed episode. captions it's the part where he's like designed under but it says directed in the closed captions <laughs> and I was Vindication. like oh, no. it's just it it is not it is directed we and yes we're this having, having this again <laughs> It's fine. I just thought it was a cute little Easter egg because it was in the first It movie. is a funny yeah, Easter egg. Like, I, I wasn't wonder, trying to start that again. And you know what it actually does mean is that now there's an entire fake world of people who have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> Thank God there are captions. Right. I, was Were the captions in Stab or were they in like the Netflix captions? It was in the Netflix captions, but it's like it's the song. So it said designed and directed by his red right hand. No, it doesn't say that. 
Okay. It might say that on Netflix, but that's and not Omar, what it says. And Omar Epps doesn't fail either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I know this movie like the back of my hand. <laughs> it's Durstit. Uh, Stab is kind of an interesting part of this movie because A, it brings about something that is it becomes such a huge part of the rest of the franchise. Yeah, no, there's footage from Stab in every other movie. Every other movie. <laughs> there's now. also so many famous people in a movie in a movie. I know. <laughs> it's so, like, I, I always I'll forget Luke Wilson is um, Billy. Like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> random to me. Uh, yes, Luke Wilson is Billy. And yeah. Tori, Tori Spelling is Which is Sydney. a nod to the first movie. When she's like, with my luck, they'll cast Tori, Tori Spelling. Spelling. I know. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, oh, I love that uh, they have this scene from Stab in the movie Mm. because there are so many little Easter eggs in that, too. Because like the fact that she's taking a shower and making popcorn at the same fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she got to be buck ass naked? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say that one of the things I love about Stab is that if you watch when uh, Heather Graham dies. Yeah. Ghostface stabs her with the knife, but it literally like bounces and you can see the retractable knife like very (laughs) clearly. It's not like it's not like shady in any way. And they did that actually on purpose because Wes Craven has claimed that he thinks that Casey's death in the first Mm -hmm. one looks fake because you can see the knife. See, and I've never noticed, never noticed it. it. I've now, never, I'm gonna, now I'm going to watch looking for it. Even knowing that, it. even knowing that I have watched the movie and not ever been like, oh, that looks weird. The knife moves a little weirdly. Does it? It, yeah, looks it's like kinda, looks like weird. it almost like wiggles a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's a little bit of wobble, but like not so much that like. It, it, to me, I was just like, I mean, it's a knife going through skin. It's not like it couldn't move around a little bit. Like, it's, I, so. It was yeah, I mean, I don't, me. I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that Wes Craven purposely, uh, had that scene and stab directed that way mm-hmm. because he wanted to like poke fun at the fact that the stab in the first one looked fake to him, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. I thought it was kind of a cute little nod to his own I, mistake. I still really want to know because you have, you have a prop in your home. I now. do. <laughs> that is, it is a VHS copy of stab. It is. Yes. Isn't it all of them or is it just the first and one? And I it's really, oh. really want to know if there's anything on that tape. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. We we only got it like a week ago or a week and a half ago or something like that. Like I am like 10 seconds away from you actually have a VCR in your house and I'm like 10 we seconds We do, but it's not hooked either. up. <laughs> it's probably just the original movie just with stab as the. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, have no idea. I don't know. But like, I just want to see if it's just that like 15 minutes worth of footage of Heather Graham. Like, it could just be an empty tape. It could very easily just be empty tape. We have that. I almost bought, and I think we talked about this once before. We, David and I were at uh, a store in Beacon, New York, and they have like movie props mm-hmm. there. Things that were actually used in, in movies. And one of the props they had when we were there was a copy of Out of Darkness. Oh my God. I would have bought that. And we almost bought it and we didn't. And we were like, next time, because we didn't have a lot of money at the time. And right. the next time we went, it was gone. Oh, and we were so sad. Oh, that's so disappointing. And what's funny is uh, Christian Campbell, mm-hmm. Nev's brother, yes. lives in a neighboring town from Beacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> David and I are convinced that it was like a copy she gave him as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and he saw <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so that that's a little funny scream prop trivia for you. Um, I love the stab scenes. And the funniest part is that this isn't the last time we see that scene. Yeah. No. We see it again in Scream 4. Yeah, yeah for Stabathon. Stabathon. Yeah. So I Sydney. Just, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I guess we're I done with Stabathon. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, it, I also love the fact that Kevin Williamson uses Stab to poke fun at that stupid, you know, your mom skipped town. She's not lying in a coffin somewhere. Yeah. Scene. yeah. Like, I love the fact that he did that. And then that is also in, like, every other sequel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I don't know why. Like, I guess Kevin Williams and Wes Craven were like, not only did we make mistakes, but we're going to blow them up under a magnifying glass and show them to you four times. I know. But on it, I think that's part of why this movie appeals to gay people is it's so camp. Yeah. It's so, like, silly and self-referential. I mean, and, and Heather and, Graham's iconic line. The, I, I don't know who you are, but I dislike, dislike you already. already. <laughs> I love that line so much. I say it all the time. I'm just about random people at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I think that, excuse me, I think Heather Graham was the perfect choice for uh, Casey and, and Stab. I, I wish that... Uh, I wish that we had gotten to see the whole actual scene. Yeah. I would love to see I, the combination. I would honestly, like, I'm the kind of asshole who would have loved if they had just made Stab. <laughs> like, I would have watched the whole movie. Like the Hollywood <laughs> like version. The Hollywood version of, of a Hollywood, of a Hollywood Yeah, I would have loved to see that, like, it's Scream, but two steps to the left. <laughs> yeah. like, like, everything's just a little bit worse. <laughs> Tori Spelling runs like Phoebe and Friends. Yeah, with her fucking like Hello Kitty backpack that they gave her. Oh like, my God. It's, like, it's like running away looking like a goddamn kindergartner. Just like. I know. <laughs> um, there are a lot of differences between this movie and the first one. I think that um, tone wise, they are they're kind of matched. Because it was, they were both directed by Wes Craven. But there's a noticeable change in tone, I think, between these movies. And I think part of it is because Sydney has evolved. Do you, do you agree with that? I think it feels less like... I don't know how to, I don't know how to phrase it. Feels it feels less like a teen scream. Yeah, it, it feels less like kind of a teen movie and more adult... Mm. Which again makes sense based on Sydney is now an adult. She's not like a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, college kids are kids, but like, how long is this supposed to be after? Um, is it two, two years? years. It's two years. Two years. Damn! In the course of two years, Randy got shot once and stabbed five times. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, I think he got stabbed in the first one too. No, he gets shot. I think he just gets shot. Yeah. Just shot? Yeah, I think he just got okay. shot. Because yeah, Billy shoots him and then. Right. And then he's out. And, and he gets all, punched. Yeah, he gets punched. Okay. <laughs> so he gets punched and shot. He doesn't get and stabbed, stabbed towards I just couldn't one. remember if that scar that he shows in this one is the gunshot wound or if it's... It's the gunshot wound. It's the gunshot wound, yeah. Okay. Uh, damn, he had a rough two years. Yeah, yeah he did. Well, I mean... <laughs> well, <laughs> <and then> ended. <laughs> <laughs> when this fans are rocking. Yeah. <laughs> I... I thought the atmosphere or like... Well, I don't know how to really put this, but I'm going to say like the atmosphere of the first movie was scarier though than the second one. Only because in the second one, I'm just kind of like, you know, leave college. Like, you know, I can just, <laughs> just go home. Like, you know well, what I mean? Whereas you can't do some, that in the first one. I will say, though, you know, 
when you're living at college, there is a sort of like feeling. There's a feeling of isolation in that you you never feel like you can leave. Yeah. And I think especially for Sydney, A, we don't know how far uh, she is from home, right? Because right. they never actually they say. never specify how far the college is. I think she's out of enough. I think she's out of state because be, yeah. in the first scene, one of the girls is like, no, a couple of years ago, all these kids died in California and the Rialto is supposed to be rather close to the college because both Bill and Maureen went there. But yeah. isn't the chief. So she has to be out of state. Isn't the chief from this movie the chief from the first one, or am I making? No, they uh, just no, look different. weirdly similar. But no, they do look weirdly similar, yeah. but it's not the same guy. They do look strangely similar. Yeah. yeah. Huh. All right. Well, <laughs> well, that one's dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think that there's a strangely isolating feeling when you're at college. But after Cece's death, like if this was real life, like after Cece dies and it becomes clear that there is a serial killer on campus, whose parents are just going to be like? Just stay there. You're going to be fine. Like, you know, like, like they would but if go you, home. But if you were Sydney, you would know that you're not any safer at home than you are at college. I mean, you know, Sydney's yeah, not safe but, anywhere. Yeah. And that's kind of what. Yeah. Leads but if to you're Hallie, break. if you're Randy, like if you're any, like, go home. Like Sydney's the target, not you. Like, get out of the way. Yeah. But I mean, we do learn that Randy kind of is a target. Well, Randy and, only becomes a target because he talks bad about <laughs> Um, Billy to his mom. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Like, I think she was just calling to fuck with him at that point. And then he started going. I mean, off. I think she was planning on killing one of them. I think she was going to see who she had a shot at. I, I yeah. see. I think she called them just to fuck with them because because at that point, Ghostface hadn't really ever called anybody during the day. He messed with Sydney in the bathroom in the first one during like, but and he killed Principal Hembry. Well, yeah, but that was like either of yeah. these killers. No, yeah. I know. But my point is like, it's more like in this one, it was like, I felt like Ghostface was trying to like mess with them. Change the game. Yeah. Like kind of take like, you know what I mean? I mean, that's fair. I just think that like, she's got so much, she's got some anger, you know, to work through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like she would have very happily killed all three of them. Right. Yeah. There. I think she if had she'd the have shot. the chance. Well, yeah. But well, Lori Metcalf is also, I think, my favorite killer <laughs> well and let's jump into that because yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> like no I'm, I'm, I'm saying honestly because yeah. uh we still have so much to talk about we need to start doing like four hour episodes yeah. when we talk about these movies <laughs> let's talk about um the end of the movie a bit because this i think this movie has one of the best reveals at the end i do too it's, I think so too, especially having Gail walk through first. Yeah. And then having her follow behind. And mm -hmm. only, not only that, you will never guess that even though if you can like, even if you're kind of like, why is Lori Metcalf playing this random ass reporter? Like she's probably the killer. You're never going to guess that she's supposed to be Billy's mom. And that's what it comes down to. Cause I, I thought about this. I was like, I wonder if I had watched this for the first time as an adult, if it would have been as shocking that she was the killer. It yeah. probably wouldn't be because Lori Metcalf is a very... Well, a well-known actress and she's playing a very minor role and it's like clear that she has something to do with this story but you don't know what and in this movie they do a lot of foreshadowing of who the two killers are because you can clearly see uh, mickey with like the camera when gail is talking to the police chief and when you go back and rewatch it knowing that he's filming the kills and all mm -hmm. that you're like oh duh like he was right there the whole time and yeah. then also Randy says in this, I forget when, but somebody says, Mrs. Voorhees was a great killer. You it know, was like, <laughs> was it Randy? Yeah, it was Randy. Yeah. So it's like, there are a lot of like foreshadowing to like who the killers were going to be. Yeah. But if like, you're never going to pick it up the first time. 
that you're watching it. And so. especially since this is actually the reverse of Friday the 13th, where we had the son in the first one and then the mother in the second. <laughs> oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like it, they flip-flopped. They did, they flip-flopped. And they actually have, um, during Cece's kill, they have the friend saying, kick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. They do the thing. That's so one of my like, favorite parts when she's on the phone with us. <laughs> she's going. Yeah. But that has one of my favorite lines too. When he's like, when he's like, "You wish this was Ted." Don't forget to set the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You psycho!" My God, and then she does it, and I'm like, "Girl, get the hell out of there!" I know. Like, it's like if someone had said that, and you like, they would clearly have to have been close enough to have heard you say that. Yeah. So like, I'd be like, "Okay, get the car keys." And you heard something. I mean, she upstairs. was on the phone. So like, get get the fuck out of there. Like she did have the phone right there. Like the other girl, like she, the other girl thinks it's Ted, hands it back to her and says, your, your, um, your ill-conceived your boyfriend, boyfriend is yeah. on the line. So she, he would have just heard it through the phone, but still like, imagine like, Hey Ted. And then, like, that's like, you wish this was Ted. I'm like, fuck man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> give me a break. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, Lori Metcalf. Yeah. Oh, Lori Metcalf. I think she has one of the, she, like, she is a great killer. Yeah. She is just such a great actress that I was like, yes. I was like, I I wish we got her back for Scream Three. Yeah, of all the killers, I feel like she plays Psycho the best. <laughs> so <Easily. it's> like, <laughs> because I think that she's one of those actors who, like, she doesn't just play Psycho for like the, yeah. the she, she doesn't just play at Psycho. Yeah. She's coming at it from like an actor's perspective, which is like, here are the emotional things that I'm fucked up about, and. It, it manifests as psychotic. And she even says, she's like, oh, I'm not psychotic. I'm perfectly sane. Yeah. And it's like, clearly that's not true. But, yeah. Yeah. I, but, but you believe it. She, but she does. She believes yeah. that she's not crazy. And and I think she does that very well. I think Lori Metcalf is My motive is not so as talented. 90s yeah. as Mickey's, which might be one of my favorite lines in the whole film. Which, which, which one? My motive isn't as 90s as Mickey's. Oh, yeah. Oh, I also, it's her, just plain old-fashioned revenge. She has a lot of good lines because also when she's like, two birds, one stone. Like, yeah. you know, the way she delivers everything, too, that she's like, cool, got that out of the way. You know, like, Although one of my favorite lines in that whole scene is like, after all the killers are taken care of, and uh, <laughs> Cotton is pulling... Um, uh, Gail out of the yeah. the what's the it called the pit yeah. yeah he's pulling her out and he goes <laughs> I never noticed this until I was watching it last night I never realized that th they said this I he goes talk about reporting from the trenches and she goes shut up cotton <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god it was such a like Louise Belcher moment <laughs> <laughs> shut up cotton like as good as Laurie Metcalf is, I do actually think um, Timothy Oliphant, who plays Mickey, also does a really good job at being sort of the polar opposite of that, which is that just <clears throat> psycho for psycho's sake. Yeah, I think that Timothy Oliphant and Laurie Metcalf do the best job of like switching on the psycho for the reveal as opposed to like how their characters normally were, because while Matthew Lillard and um, Skeet Ulrich did like a good job of it. And then um, the guy who played Roman, I can't think of his name, like he was good, too. But like those two just really like like which when she goes from like Debbie Salt to Mrs. Loomis, like there is a very distinct <laughs> difference. Well, and like, this is what I'll say. It's kind of the difference between, uh, you know, Mrs. Loomis mm -hmm. and Roman is that like Laurie Metcalf really upped the stakes. It was like you saw how fucked up she was by yeah. what happened to Billy and I like the actor who played Roman. I've seen him in other things. Yeah, he's, he's a, good, a actor. good actor. I don't think the stakes ever got as high for him. 
You know what I mean? Like you never really. It's like uh, who cares? I feel yeah. like I feel like the emotion wasn't pumped up enough. Yeah, to make yeah. you kind of empathize with him because, yeah. like, this is the thing. As scared as you are for Sydney in that moment, and as much as you think she's wrong, like you do, kind of have a moment where you kind of feel for Mrs. Loomis, like a little bit. I know. She, you know, my emotion is very simple. You murdered my son. Like, yeah, yeah. like that's a very that is a very rational motive. <laughs> like, it's yeah. I mean, like, whether you which... approve of it or not, you know, <laughs> is, is here or there. But yeah. like, it's it's like it's understandable. Like, yeah, it's understandable why she is crazy. I mean, granted. Billy you know, was Billy, Billy like, was fucking trying to murder her, so yeah. you yeah. can't really blame Sydney that much. But you forgot one thing about Billy Loomis. What's that? I fucking killed him. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best lines the in the, the entire movie. In the entire series, I love it so much. I think that is my favorite Sydney Prescott beatdown line. Yeah, it uh, it is. The, you know, that and the donkey kick are probably yeah, her the most. Donkey kick her her most. It's, it's just ever so slightly better than clear. <laughs> like it's like a tick above especially clear. because above. clear you saw coming like you knew that was going to be the yeah. like what she said <laughs> clear where clear <laughs> yeah. first rule of remakes jill don't fuck Fucking. with the original <laughs> she kind of became the randy she did <gasps> maybe that's gonna be scream five don't Shh. even Sydney is Randy. No, don't. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, oh, but Scream God. 5 is actually apparently happening, which is one of the reasons we decided to do Scream 2 yes. today. Which Thank is God. so... I'm, I'm, I am both optimistic and very, very scared. <laughs> I'm afraid because it's not Wes Craven, but I do believe that Kevin Williamson is writing he it. He is writing yes, it. Yes, and, and that's, that is comforting to know that Kevin Williamson is coming back. And also, I believe the, the cast is coming back. God, I hope so. They better be. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, as long as we've got Gail Dewey and Nev Campbell and Hay Hayden Pantieri. Yes, she better be in this. Um, <laughs> come on, We Kirby never Poulter. saw a body. She's coming back. Do you have a favorite kill from Scream 2? I think, weirdly enough, my favorite kill is probably Cece. Mm, really? Like, I, I, I have a hard time watching Maureen's, but I think my favorite one is Cece largely because like Cece is kind of exactly what you think of when you think of Scream. Like yeah. it's that that creepy phone call running around the house her throwing <laughs> stuff at him. <laughs> throw the bike at him. Yeah, she throws a bike at him. <laughs> she throws a pot at his head. <laughs> like, And then it, it, it ends terribly. But at the yeah. same time, and it's like, I personally find it hard to watch because it's Sarah Michelle Gellar and I keep expecting her to like do a backflip and stake him. 90s horror but, like, was tough on Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> yeah, between this and I know what you did last summer. Like, like Sarah Michelle Gellar dies in every version of the horrorverse unless it's Buffy. Yeah. Like Buffy is yeah. the only one where she survives. But like... She's been hooked. She's been stabbed. Yeah, she's been seriously. Thrown down like, you know, she she had a she had a rough decade in the nineties. But um, meanwhile, Rebecca Gayhart can't fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you talk about urban legends, she I, I always no, she forget. Doesn't. She, I always forget oh, she's in right. this movie until until the first time you see her, and I'm just like, ha! It's <laughs> it's Brenda. It's Brenda. <laughs> it's Brenda. She was a really great. Um, uh, Reveal killer. Sorry, that's totally off topic. Yeah, no, it's but okay. She did a really good job in her. I know. Legend. One day when we do Urban Legend, we'll have to talk I, about. Sorry, that. anybody who's never seen that movie. I'm so excited. Yeah, sorry guys. Spoiler alert. You know, I mean, it's been like 20 years. It. Yeah, I think, I think we've also talked about it before. Yeah. So if, if you're that's just getting spoiled movie. now, we're sorry. I know. Uh, I I have to agree. I think that my favorite death is Cece, and it's for the same reason that you said. We don't get a lot of ghost face calls in this movie. 
we get a lot of phone calls, but not sort of the typical setup ones. It's not the cat and mouse phone calls. Yeah, no, it's, it's not just like it's like urgent. Uh, it's always it's always Ghostface calling to be like, when? <laughs> oh. So sad. I'm gonna send you an instant message. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fucking ghost face is on AOL. Uh, so it's just Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> Do you think it'll have an Instagram in Scream 5? <laughs> just post the kills. I mean, they, pro- they probably will. I mean, like, based on what happened in Scream 4. Yeah, right. Like, I'm hoping for it. <laughs> Scream 5. It's all about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok kills. Yeah. So... Gail, what? He's live tweeting the kills. <laughs> He's live on Facebook. <laughs> so, I have some bad news. Oh. What? We have come to the end of our Scream 2 episode. Oh, no. But I have some good news. Oh, boy. oh Jesus. We're going to play a game. Oh. <laughs> we oh, jumped God. to Saw. Okay. <laughs> now, I am not going to play the game. Oh, cool. I'm going to moderate it. Oh, fun. Oh, Jesus. Is it trivia? You two. It's trivia. Are gonna have a trivia. Yeah. A trivia. Now, <laughs> this might be the one time I might have a chance against you at trivia. <laughs> might. Now, I will tell you some of these questions are on the easy side, <laughs> some of them are impossible, and some of them are not. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Do we have to like hit a buzzer? Or like, like, buzzing in? Nope. Or like, I'm going to ask you one at a okay. time. Oh, First shit. person to three correct answers wins. This is going to take long. We're going to start with uh, Bob since he's the understandable the oh, guest. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> is this only about Scream Two, or is it about? It's only Scream Two. Oh, okay, just checking, you know, making sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's also astrophysics. Well, no, involved. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting? You, get, you also you have get... to build a rocket. <laughs> Sam's like, who? Sam's is like, who played CZ? And then my define like, anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Sam's first question, you're going to, you're going to be like, oh, thank God I went first. Really? I got yeah. Robert, are you ready? Of course. Question one. Oh my God. The first two people to die in this movie are Maureen Evans and Phil Stevens. It is revealed later that the killer is patterning the murders after the Woodsboro murders. What are the full names of the people that were murdered in Woodsboro that they mirrored? Uh, Maureen Prescott mm-hmm. and Stephen Orff, right? Or, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> For a second, Stephen Orff sounded like a real actor's name, and I was like, did I just make an ass of myself? <laughs> and knowing me, I was did like, I just I kill Brad Dourif? <laughs> I was like, Steven Spielberg, I win! I thought <laughs> making it the full name was going to was gonna be a challenge for you. No, thankfully I watched that third of the movie this morning. <laughs> I also know Casey Becker was the next Not one. Not to embarrass so. myself. No. All right. Okay. This is a this okay. is a hard one. Oh, oh, great. Shit. Sorry. What is the full name and telephone number of the person who prank calls Sydney in the beginning of the movie? That's so fucked it's up. It's Corey Gillis, but I don't know the fucking number. I'm not even gonna try. Can I tell you something? Sure. When we watched the movie last night, I remembered all but one digit of the phone number. She even says it, and that's the hard part. I mean, that's great. She does. But I only remember his name, and it's Corey Gillis. (laughs) Corey Gillis. It's like 555. (laughs) It's 555-0176. I said 0126 when I was watching the movie. So you get 0.5. So Bob is in the lead with one. And I get half. Second with half. 
great. I feel like we're playing the actual game from the movie. <laughs> He's like, it's, you got half you that right. right. <laughs> Unfortunately. Bob. Poor Steve. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What did Gail's new cameraman win an award for? Um, the bingo finals. Shooting the bingo finals. Shooting. Almost won. He almost won an award for it. I know. Shooting the bingo finals is the correct answer. Yeah. Bob has two. Mm-hmm. Sam. Yes. This one is much less difficult. Oh, oh good. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe it'll be fair. <laughs> what does Randy tell Ghostface is his favorite scary movie? Uh, Showgirls. That is correct. Fuck, I wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten it? I don't remember it. I was like, I remember this being a funny moment, but I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's Showgirls. So it's absolutely horrifying. Two to 1.5. Yep. Bob, this is going to be really hard, isn't it? Oh, no. Before he dies. Oh, shit. Randy asks Ghostface if they want to be one of the big boys and rattles off almost four famous killer names. Name three of them. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I do not remember this. Probably Michael Myers would be one. Jason Voorhees, maybe. Uh... Freddy Krueger, maybe? Are those your final answers? Oh, I can only say three shit. I was like, do I get like a fourth? I mean, you can guess four. Um, no, I'll go with those three. I know I've got like at least maybe one. I think I have like one. You got none. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You, you can answer, yeah. Um, I think he says Manson, Bundy, and OJ. Oh, he, he says He's, real He people. says real killers. <laughs> <laughs> he says Manson, Bundy, OJ, and he starts to say son of Sam when he is grabbed and murdered. Just kidding. I'm stupid. <laughs> so we have two. To 1.5. To, no, to 2.5. Yeah, I think you're I in the lead right. Oh, no, because you got your yeah. second question. I did get my second question, but that but was she the one. 5. I only got a half on my first one. Oh, you're right. Oh, so we're I feel like I should get half a point for stealing things, <clears> though. We should at least be tied. Well, I would have stolen... Nothing. <laughs> but I knew you Corey didn't know Keller. you didn't know the phone number though. No, I didn't. But so I knew, you the, I knew the first three digits. Can I get like a quarter of a point? All right. I'm gonna give you the half a point. So we're one, we're two to two. That's fine. So you have another shot to beat me right now. No, you it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. Oh, that I saw. I'm good. Yes. These are going to be difficult. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Sam. Yes. Cece, before she dies. Mm-hmm. Is a member of Omega Beta Zeta. Yes. Which sorority is courting Sydney? Lambda Delta Zeta. Final answer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got one of them backwards, but yeah, I think it's Lambda Delta Zeta. It's Delta Lambda Zeta. Son of a bitch. Unfortunately, (laughs) that is not the correct answer. There's a Zeta in every single one of them. (laughs) The Zeta Zeta Zetas. (laughs) Bob. Yes. I'm terrified. How many times is Mickey shot? Are you kidding me? (laughs) This is a very hard one. Yes, it is, because I can't remember. He gets shot like at least twice by uh, Mrs. Loomis, Debbie. Miss Debbie! Miss Debbie! Oh, you it's a lot of work. Mr. Debbie. Debbie. What's the line? This is a lot of work in like 60 pounds later. It was like very relatable. Um, I'm going to say he gets shot 
three times, twice by uh, Mrs. Loomis and once by Sydney, and I'm probably wrong. The correct answer is 19. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. He gets shot really? three times by Mrs. Loomis and 16 by Sydney and Gail. Because remember, oh, they have right. that. Yeah, they do oh, the, like, double barrel. Like... Yeah. Yes. I should have watched the whole movie damn. this morning. I watched the first third. I'd have won by now if I watched the whole damn thing instead of taking a nap. Sam. Yes. This could be the end of the, the question. It could be, but it probably <laughs> would be. The question is anything like that. I know, right? <laughs> At what angle did Gail fall into the pit? <laughs> 45 degrees, Alex. <laughs> this one is tough, but I could see you getting it. Okay. Oh, shit. Stab stars Tori Spelling as Sydney and Luke Wilson as Billy. Who does Randy say they got to play him? Oh, I know David this. Schwimmer, I think. No. I could be wrong. No, no, I know, I know. Okay, then is. steal and win. Go ahead. I don't win. I only have a half a point. Okay, go it's, ahead. It's uh, the guy who drives Jane Seymour's stage coast, uh, stagecoach in... Um... An episode of Dr. Quinn. Yes, that one. So the answer was Joe Schmo nobody okay. is specifically what he calls him before he says the guy. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. But the guy's name is okay. Fine. <laughs> I remember the actual hard details. I think David Schwimmer like, plays Dewey. I think yeah, David Schwimmer plays Dewey. Dewey okay, yes. Uh, Bob. Yes. Gail started smoking after nude photos of her surfaced on the internet. She says though that it was just her head on someone else's body. Jennifer Aniston. Just say it. <laughs> I knew this before you even finished the question. How many times was <laughs> Randy stabbed? <laughs> Wasn't it six? Didn't you say six times? Final answer. I don't know. Wait, is that the real question? <laughs> Why do you let him do that to you? The answer is four. But the question was about Jennifer Aniston. Yes, you win. <laughs> I'm a winner. Bob is the winner. I Bob had a couple other winner. questions, but we kind of answered them over the course of the talk. Oh. That's fair. Uh, like shit, I can't use any of these quotes. <laughs> oh, the only other one was CC keeps mistaking Ghostface for her boyfriend. What's his name? Oh. <laughs> Which we talked about a lot. Super. Uh, that one was like, yeah. if we're really getting down to it and nobody's yeah. winning, I'm like, who? I have one for you. What movie was CC watching when Ghostface called? Oh, uh, was it Scarface? No, it's a horror movie. Was it, it War of the Worlds or? Um, it was like an alien movie, right? That's your final answer. I don't know. It was Nosferatu. Oh. She had Nosferatu that day. It just <laughs> came in the post. <laughs> <laughs> it just came in the post. Uh, congratulations, Bob. You I'm are the winner. winner. Yay. Uh, you were very close. You were Thank only you. behind by half You would have won if my first question wasn't literally just Maureen Prescott and Stephen It's fine. I thought you were going to have a lot more trouble with Stephen Orr. Really? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have remembered it if I hadn't seen the that part of the movie this morning. <laughs> but that's why I yeah. asked. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair question. Did you know? I didn't know that one, yeah. Hmm. Well, now everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. I hope you enjoyed this episode about Scream 2. Please go out and watch it. Uh, if you're if you're quarantined at home, I do believe the movie is available on Netflix at the moment. All four of them are on Netflix All four, right All now. four Screams are available on, on Netflix. <laughs> Hear that, so. Cameron? Go, go, for, go watch your movie. <laughs> <Have yourself. laughs> a merry little Stabathon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there really were like seven or eight Stabs to watch. That would be fun. I would, would watch the hell fun. out of that. But watch the beginning of Steam, uh, Steam. Steam. <laughs> Screen 4, then you can see all of them. Yes. Yeah. All right, kids. So that's it for us. Until next week, stay spoopy and remember. Do you have any comments? 
bitch. Oh, Sydney, share with us, please. Oh, I'll share with you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Did you get that on film? Yes, I got that on film. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Scream 2, distributed by Miramax Films, 1998. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara. <laughs>